Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team uh, let's get to this hall of fame ballot there's a lot of met feel to this hall of fame ballot todd helton is on his sixth year of eligibility i don't think he's i think he's going to get in todd helton and i've kind of warmed up to todd helton being a hall of famer you know ripping him apart because of course field doesn't seem fair and by the way there are two ways to give hall of fame opinions in my opinion Number one is you look at the stats. You know, you go to baseball reference. We all can do it. You analyze the stats and you say, that's a Hall of Famer. That's not a Hall of Famer. What I like to do with this ballot, because now I'm old enough to have seen all of these guys play their entire career. If you are over the age of 30 to 35, maybe a little bit older, you've seen their entire careers. What I like to do is my first reaction. Did I think of them as a Hall of Famer? And sometimes it doesn't add up. I admit that. Sometimes I say no, and then I say, by the way, when you look at the numbers, the answer is yes, and vice versa. It's the beauty of the game. But I think that's always a good exercise when thinking about the Hall of Fame. Do you think of them as one? When you watch them play, whether it was every day or it was only as a visitor, did you say that's a Hall of Fame baseball player? And a lot of times the stats will back you up, and sometimes they don't. With Todd Helton... I always thought no, because of course field. And I've realized that that's so unfair. Like, have we done that to other players in history? Wow. Wrigley Field, wind blows out. Fenway Park, not really. So it feels like it's disqualifying. Billy Wagner is on the Hall of Fame ballot. I don't love Billy Wagner as a Met. There's there's some Met fans that like Billy Wagner. I don't mean as a person. I just mean as a Met. I always think of Sotaguchi. I always think of Sotokuchi beating him in the 2006 NLCS. I think of the fact that in Game 7, and there are a lot of memories from Game 7 of the NLCS. That's our rewatch this year, and we'll be doing that in about two weeks here on the Rico Bronia. But there are a lot of aspects of Game 7 that when you rewatch it, you're going to remember. And I blame Billy Wagner. Now, you may say to yourself, but Evan, Billy Wagner didn't even pitch in Game 7 of the NLCS. I think Willie Randolph was scared to use him in a non-save situation in the ninth inning at home, and he didn't. So who to use? A second inning out of Aaron Heilman. What happened? Home run of Yadi Molina. I kind of blame Billy Wagner. Is he a Hall of Famer? My mind never said he was. You look at the numbers, that's where it kind of differs. You look at the numbers and you see a dominant left-handed closer, and considering some of the other closers now in the Hall of Fame, he probably fits. But I'm just telling you off the top, never thought of him as that. Andrew Jones, yes. Yes. Greatest defensive center fielder I've ever seen. Ken Griffey Jr. is right there. Ken Griffey Jr. is on another level offensively. Plus, Andrew had some pretty damn good offensive seasons. Gary Sheffield, yeah. 
Oh, I thought of Gary Sheffield as a Hall of Famer. Fearsome right-hand hitter. It's his last year on the ballot. And that'll be another guy who, if he gets in, you'll get to see Mets written there because he, of course, ended his career with the Mets, hitting his 500th home run. Carlos Beltran. I loved Carlos Beltran as a player. Loved him. I thought he was disrespected as a Met. I thought he was a very good Met. I think he'll go down in history as the greatest Met free agent signing of all time, greatest Met center fielder of all time. I don't think of him as a Hall of Famer. I think of him as a very, very good player. Manny Ramirez. By the way, Manny almost became a Met. Talk about alternate history. Manny Ramirez as a Met. Craig used to say, shake your fanny, go get Manny. And then we didn't. Yeah, the steroids complicated, but if you watched him, you knew it. Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel's gone way down the bow because of some personal issues. Brilliant defensive shortstop. He's on that ilk of Ozzie Smith. And Ozzie was first ballot. And Omar Vizquel sitting there on the seventh ballot getting 19% of the vote. Andy Pettit. Whatever. F him. Bobby Abreu. Another guy who played for the Mets. Do, 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 do we even remember Bobby Abreu as a Met? Like, when you think of Bobby Abreu, do you remember his Met days, Pete? I, I really don't. Yeah, Bobby's a good player, not a Hall of Famer. Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins, not a Hall of Famer. Nice player, great player, pissed us all off. Maybe Jimmy Rollins is our first entry in the Met Killer Series. Maybe. Except he's not. Jimmy Rollins, not a Hall of Famer. Mark Burley, not a Hall of Famer. Nice career, pitched the perfect game. Francisco Rodriguez. When I think of K-Rod as a Met, and I hated the nickname K-Rod, by the way, but I'm using it now. I think of the A-Rod at bat and Luis Castillo drop pop up. That is the Francisco Rodriguez moment as a New York Mets. Not his fault. It was his first blown save as a Met. And that didn't happen until June of that season. But I think of him pointing to the sky on the A-Rod pop-up. And then, of course, Luis Castillo dropping it. Torrey Hunter, not a Hall of Famer. Here are your first-time guys. Brandon Phillips, nice player, not a Hall of Famer. James Shields always pissed me off. They called him Big Game James. James Shields, famous in Met history. Why is James Shields famous in Met history, Pete? I don't remember. Gave up the home run to Bartolo Colon. Ah, on the mound. Speaking of which, Bartolo Colon is on the Hall of Fame ballot, not a Hall of Famer. Victor Martinez, former Met Jose Reyes. Jose Reyes, I think, had a shot. I I thought early in his career, he was on a trajectory where it could happen. But obviously, injuries fell off late, bounces around, actually ends up with the Mets again. Uh, but obviously he's not. Jose Batista, another guy who was a Met. There's a lot of forgotten Mets. Adrian Gonzalez, another guy who was a Met, both not Hall of Famers. Matt Holiday. So when I think of Matt Holiday, I think of an old WFAN debate. The, there were three prominent free agents that particular year, and I forget the exact year. Matt Holiday, Jason Bay, and John Lackey. And there was a debate. Who, who should the Mets sign? Who should the Mets sign? Who should the Mets sign? And I was big on Matt Holiday, and basically everybody else was big on Jason Bay. And I'm not saying this to, like, spike the football by any stretch, because I never thought Jason Bay would be this bad. But the reason why, like, Beningo loved Jason Bay was that he performed in Boston. And so the thought was, if he can perform in Boston, he could handle New York. And then Matt Holiday just had this, this feel where people didn't think he could play here. Plus, the Colorado aspect. And he went to Oakland briefly. And 
it was this stereotype of Matt Holiday that A, he wouldn't perform outside of Coors Field, and B, he couldn't handle New York. I wanted Matt Holiday. Everybody else was wrong. I turned out to be right because Matt was very good in St. Louis. He could have handled New York, as we saw in his later days with the Yankees, and we were stuck with Jason Bay. Chase Utley. Let me make this very clear about Chase Utley. If you were going to tell me Chase Utley is a Hall of Famer, I will raise you David Wright. Because David Wright was better than Chase Utley. Don't start with me about Chase Utley. And we all know his history. By the way, that's another candidate for the uh, Mets Killer Series. Is Chase Utley going to join us? F that guy. Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer to me is a no doubt about it Hall of Famer. Guy won three batting titles as a catcher. That, that's almost like automatic. And then Adrian Beltre, who's got all the gaudy stats. Adrian Beltre, Hall of Famer. And then lastly, David Wright. David Wright, who we talked about earlier on this podcast in terms of that contract the Mets gave him and why I wouldn't regret it because David Wright was able to end his career as a New York Met. David Wright, in 2012, he's now been in the major leagues for nine years. He's got a career batting average over 300. He's driven 100 runs five times. He's a really good defensive third baseman, had won a couple of gold gloves. He was on his way on his way and it feels like this franchise has had a lot of guys on their way to being new york met hall of famers i don't mean in the mets hall of fame i mean hall of famers as an unquestioned new york met whether it was doc gooden or it was daryl strawberry or it was david wright now obviously the circumstances around doc and daryl are far different but david wright could not stay healthy after the age of 30 and it's heartbreaking it really is because I honestly think when you look at his career numbers that ended up at 296, 867 OPS, 240 career home runs, that if he would have had three more good years of health, he's a Hall of Famer. Because I stand by this. While he wasn't defensively what Scott Rowland was, I think when David Wright was in his prime and at his best, he was better than Scott Rowland. I do. The difference was, even though Roland had injuries throughout his career, he was able to at least finish the story David Wright wasn't. Because after 30, David Wright just couldn't play. Just couldn't play. Just couldn't get on the field. So it's heartbreaking. I think, though, and I I really believe this with Met fans. Met fans, listen to me on this. I think that they are going to give him a look. So I think he'll stay on the ballot after year one. I think he'll get the 5%. And I think David Wright's going to make a push in his 10 years on the bout. I don't know if he's going to get in. I don't think he's ever going to get in. But I think that there will be consideration to David Wright. Because I think that a lot of the new age voters take more account into quality than quantity. And I think that when you look at, you know, an eight-year run of being one of the best third basemen in baseball, I think he's going to get considerable consideration. So my answer on David Wright was, I thought he was going to be a Hall of Famer. I just don't think he did enough. And that sucks because that'd be awesome if David Wright was a career Met and in the Hall of Fame. I think the the honor of getting to the Hall of Fame is too pretentious these days, especially for the fact that they don't put in actual Hall of Famers. Like, Barry Bonds is a freaking Hall of Famer. I don't care about the juice anymore. Like, you're supposed to put the best players in there. So if your criteria is completely all over the place, then someone like David Wright should be able to get in there because you're right. The injuries kind of screwed him up, but yet 
we see it. I don't want to compare, you know, the whole thing. But Scott Rowland's in there. Scott Rowland's in there. David Wright needs to be in there too. I think you're 100 percent right on that.